Before the COVID pandemic, a meme among conservative and libertarian economists when poking fun at Keynesians was, if you don't live under a roof or eat food, there is no price inflation. Who knew that this would become the chief economic doctrine among current administration officials? White House National Economic Council Director Brian Deese recently spoke to reporters and talked about soaring inflation in the United States. He took the time to lay the blame on producers, especially the meat industry, for the surging consumer price index. Deese presented the argument to the press that if you remove beef, pork, and poultry products from inflation measurements, inflation is relatively low. These three meat components have advanced 14%, 12%, and 6.6%, respectively, since December. It raises a concern about pandemic profiteering, about companies that are driving price increases in a way that hurts consumers who are going to the grocery store. He said, put simply, if the U.S. government were to remove goods and services leading to greater sticker shocks, there would be no price inflation. One of the main problems with his argument is that inflation is not concentrated in a few products. Many Democrats, including Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, have extended similar explanations to a sympathetic mainstream media. However, assessing the Bureau of Labor statistics show that inflation has been increasing among multiple categories over the last year. Gasoline, plus 42.7 percent. Used cars, plus 31.9 percent. Gas utilities, plus 21 percent. New cars, plus 7.6 percent. Overall CPI, plus 5.3 percent. Electricity, plus 5.2 percent. Food away from home, plus 4.7 percent. Transportation, plus 4.6 percent. Apparel, plus 4.2 percent. Food at home, plus 3.0 percent. Shelter, plus 2.8 percent. Medical care services, plus 1.0 percent. But if the White House is willing to gaslight the American people on inflation, what else is going on? Don't trust the CPI. For the financial markets and public policymakers, the CPI is the primary instrument to determine if the cost of living is increasing or diminishing. But there are a few problems with the CPI that should be noted before blindly believing the go-to measurement. Suffice it to say, the CPI is a flawed statistic. The first is that the CPI is a basket of goods that does not consider other marketplace components. Indeed, prior to the once-in-a-century global health crisis, it was apparent that prices were going up, from asset inflation on Wall Street to producer goods. This blatant suppression gave the Federal Reserve and establishment economists justification to introduce artificially low interest rates and quantitative easing. As Mark Thornton wrote in April 2015 at the Macy's Institute, government statisticians systematically increase the weights for goods that are going down in price and reduce the weights of things are going up in price. If the quality of a good goes up, the statisticians hedonically reduce the price of the good. U.S. Economist John Williams, who also runs Shadow Stats, believes inflation is closer to 9% than the current 5.4%, purporting that the original methodology, which is based on a basket of goods having quantities and qualities fixed, is a more accurate way to determine inflation. David Ranson, another U.S. economist, is also skeptical of the official indicator of inflation, noting that higher commodity prices is a superior gauge. He contends that inflation initially impacts commodity prices, and it could take several years for commodity inflation to travel through the economy. As a result, Ranson thinks the more accurate inflation rate is about 11.5%. Does this mean that none of the federal government's barometers should be trusted as reliable inflation indicators? If you must utilize any state measurement for inflation, it would likely be the producer price index. This broad array of indexes determines the average fluctuation in selling prices received by domestic producers over a period. The most recent reading of U.S., Producer prices topped 8% year-over-year, and the consensus is that the index will climb even more. A flawed CPI is bad for your purchasing power. Whatever the case may be, the flaws over how the government monitors inflation are horrific for the future of the dollars in your wallet. 
because the swamp requires currency dilution to maintain the status quo of big government and never-ending spending. Bureaucrats and policymakers are more likely to downplay inflation levels. But consumers and households nationwide understand that inflation is a lot higher than what officials say it is in the post-COVID economy. As Peter Skiff once said on CNBC during the 2008 financial crisis, if the government says it's sunny outside and I see it's raining, I'm going to bring an umbrella. In other words, Americans know that the cost of living is much higher than what Washington says it is. From skyrocketing supermarket receipts to the growing cost of tuition, everything is more expensive. Even electronics, one of the chief deflationary components of the last 20 years, are going up in price. And fortunately, if the government suppresses inflation figures to facilitate an environment of more printing and deficit finance spending, it will lead to more significant fiscal and monetary expansion. Ultimately, this is terrible news for the purchasing power in your wallet, eroding the cash in your pocket and the funds in your bank account.